Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And today's episode is about Jacob's 2019 rut hunting success. So if you've been following us on social, you've seen, hopefully you've seen the picture of Jacob's buck and it's a good earn. So this is the story of that hunt and, and sort of how that all came to be and how things went after the shot. And this is also Jacob and Jeff's first podcast uh, flying solo, or I guess the first podcast that I am not on. I mean, I'm of course doing the intro, but I had some family obligations and so they did this one on their own. So hopefully, hopefully they did okay and everything turned out all right. I'm sure it did. But more importantly is it's time to finally make our big announcement. So if you've been listening to the show, you've been following along, you've heard me tease that we've been working on something and that we were going to have an announcement soon. Well, today is the day that we're making the big announcement. So the Ohio Huntsman podcast has been invited to join the Sportsman's Nation podcast network. Ah, yeah. Exciting news, right? So what that means for you is if you are currently subscribed, you should continue to be subscribed. We're going to migrate our RSS feed over to Sportsman's Nation. And the way we're going to do this, the you know anybody that is currently subscribed should continue to be subscribed. If by some chance you, in the next couple weeks, um, stop getting a weekly episode from us, something may have gone wrong and you'll just have to resubscribe. So if that happens, you know, you should just be able to search for us on whatever podcast platform you're using or reach out to us on social. You know, that's a, that's a good way to get in touch with us and we'll get you reconnected. The other thing that you need to know is the show is going to move from a Tuesday release to a Wednesday release. So if you're expecting a show Tuesday morning, you'll have to wait until Wednesday. We're going to we're going to shift that release date one day. And we're just really excited about this. This is a this is a big step for us. If you guys, those of you that are familiar with the Sportsman's Nation podcast network, you, you know there's a lot of other good shows on there. If you're not familiar with it, Sportsman's Nation is a network of other outdoor and hunting related podcasts. So it's a bunch of them come together in one place and you can either subscribe to the Sportsman's Nation they've got a couple different feeds they've got a whitetail feed they've got a big game feed um i think a bear hunting feed and a fishing feed so you can subscribe to any one of those feeds and you'll get notifications for everybody's content that goes on those different feeds or you can still just subscribe to the ohio huntsman feed and you'll only get notified about ohio huntsman episodes so it's exciting it's going to be good for us. It's going to get our content in front of a lot more listeners. And I want to thank everybody that has been listening and continue to listen because you guys are the reason that we we got here, right? You guys are the ones that have been sharing and subscribing and engaging with us on social. And so thank you. We really appreciate it. We hope you'll continue to listen and continue to, to interact. This This should make for better content and it's just 
it's just going to be it's going to be a really good change for us. You guys as the listeners won't really see any difference other than this will give us a little more clout if you will for getting guests and and things like that. So big news for us, exciting day and uh thank you all. The other announcement, not quite as big, but the other thing we wanted to tell you guys about is we are jumping in on the Black Friday Cyber Monday bandwagon. So all of our merch is going to be on sale Black Friday through the end of the day Cyber Monday. And so if you want any of that stuff, we've got our, our Eat Local shirts. We've got our Hunt and Home shirts, which are the word Hunt. And then our our logo in place of the U in the word Hunt. So it's the, you know, the buckhead with the outline of, of the state of Ohio. And same thing with the home, right? The, the logo in place of the O in the word home. So they would make great gifts for anybody, really. We've got men's, women's, and youth sizes in that stuff. And we've also got our decals. So go to ohiohuntsman.com slash apparel. And that takes you to all the different apparel options one thing i will mention is the shirts won't we sell those through amazon so we're just going to lower the price you won't see like a sale price or anything like that it's just going to be a lower price than our our normal sort of original msrp sort of thing so if that's something you're after looking for gift ideas or or maybe you want to tell your significant other about the sale because you'd like to get have a you know, an Ohio Huntsman shirt under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. Get in while the getting's good. Like I said, sales uh, Black Friday through Cyber Monday. And then lastly, I want to talk about our sponsors, Mastin's Deer Sense. So they've continued to sponsor us all along, which has helped us continue to make these episodes and get us to this point. So I really thank them for for sponsoring the show and helping support us. And I would really appreciate it if you guys would support them, right? Everybody kind of wins at that point. You support them by buying product. So you get a great product. Sponsor makes a little bit of money. They support us and, and everybody just comes out on top. So Mastin's is a great company. They make a great product. They collect all their scent on stainless steel, so you know it's clean, virgin scent, no off scents or, or contamination in it. They've got really interesting scents. They've got Smell Like a Deer, which is uh, Jacob was using that, and the Estra scent when he shot his buck. And they've got scented gel crystals, which you can continue to freshen up with liquid scent. They've got their double scent stacker, which you would put like a deer scented candle in and then a liquid scent on top, and you can kind of layer scents. So a lot of interesting things, and the prices are really good. So check them out. You can order right on their website and have it shipped right to your house, mastinsdeersense.com, or there'll be a link in the show notes on how to get a hold of them. And with that, let's get into episode 67. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. 
This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right. Today it's just me, Jeff, and Jacob. Jason had some family obligations. And uh, if you've been following us on social media, you know that uh, Jake shot uh, a large buck. So uh, we're going to have him uh, tell the story of how that all came together. And uh, we'll talk about uh, hunting the rut and some of our stories from this past weekend. So, Jacob, do you want to get in the story of uh, shooting your buck? Uh, sure. Well, I'll start. Uh with i guess i started for i guess i'll start with the previous day um i was unable to hunt friday um i take that back we did hunt in the morning friday that was our last day at the parks right um so the three of us jason jeff myself um, went out to the parks Friday morning to try and see if we could get on some rut action. We kind of did a little bit of a, I guess you'd call them deer drives, but not really because we're bow hunting. So it's more just like wind bumps and like easy pushing. One guy would creep through the woods and the other guys would kind of set up on the other side of a woodlot and see if anything would just kind of skirt out around when they caught the wind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up not having any luck. But we also um, were kind of short on time because we had to get our stands and stuff pulled out because we weren't permitted to access the property after Friday. Um, And so we were short on time because I had some um, obligations in the early afternoon. So it's one of those things where if you you know, say, okay, I have to be somewhere at 1, I can hunt till 11. Well, if you shoot a deer at... 1045 we all know that prevents you from being anywhere by one o'clock so we had to call it off a little early friday morning jeff you went back out friday night is that correct yeah yeah i went out friday night and sat till dark but didn't see anything other than a trespasser which was interesting i guess because he walked i don't know 20 yards from me i was on you know sitting on the ground behind a fallen tree and him and his dog walked 20 yards from me and he never even noticed me. Well, that either says he's not very observant or you were in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his dog had to have smelled me at least, but right. His dog didn't even pay any attention. Well, and we did skip a little bit of a story. It didn't turn out to anything, but while we were out in the morning, we did, uh, Jason and you, Jeff, you guys laid some eyes on a pretty good buck. Yeah. Railroad tracks. Yeah. Yeah. We were sitting there tearing down a ground blind and had just gotten to the point where it was Jacob's ground blind. And we kind of were like, well, we can't figure out how to fold this back up correctly. We better wait for him. So we just kind of started talking and looked up and there was a pretty nice buck standing in the railroad tracks, you know, maybe 40, 35, 40 yards away. Neither one of us had our bows, you know, in our hands or even close to us, really. So I kind of snuck over and grabbed my bow and Jason started calling to it, but it heard the calls. It was picking its head up, but 
it went the other direction. So, and then Jacob kind of walked back and was wondering what the heck we were doing, <laughs> you know, making a ruckus, but didn't end up having any more excitement with that. All right. So then um, I was able to, so that kind of took care of Friday. I wasn't able to hunt Friday night. Uh, it was a wedding that I had to go to on Friday. So um, that took us into the, you know, late into the evening. So then I got up Saturday morning, uh, went and hunted my property. Uh, I have a camera out there. So I knew that the deer were moving first thing in the morning. Um, typically they would come by where I had my camera at between like seven and eight o'clock, eight o'clock at the latest. Um, so pretty much seven thirty was like prime time and every morning they would come through, um, no big bucks, nothing of note. I, my plan was to honestly to go just shoot a big doe. Um, just cause I haven't, there's a lot of doe on that property and the neighbor who kind of helps me maintain it. Um, he, uh, doesn't shoot does. His family doesn't really eat venison. So he usually shoots, um, you know, one buck a year and that's plenty of deer meat for them. So that's, you know, the choice he makes. So, um, but he goes out and sits and he's one night. He said he saw 21 different deer. So I needs to do some thinning out there. So I planned on just shooting a doe and they, uh, came through just like they were supposed to. The problem is they had a little forky buck that was just pestering the heck out of them. I mean, the rut was clearly on, um, this little forky buck. Go ahead. You were hunting from a ground blind? Yeah. Yeah. Hunting from a ground blind. Um, it's actually the exact same blind that I have out at the park. So I have two of them. Okay. Um, so yeah, hunting from a ground blind and I had set it up, you know, a month or so ago. So it was, you know, they were used to it and the deer were going by pretty regularly. Um, and those deer came out right at first light. They just came pouring out of the woods like they normally do based on the camera pictures I've gotten. Um, but they just, as soon as they poured out, they took off out of there. I couldn't even hardly get my bow up. Um, and then come to find out there was a little forky buck that was running these it was a mature doe and two fawns basically yearlings um that this little forky buck was just all over pushing them in the woods out of the woods they were running around like crazy and then maybe a half hour later a few other deer came out and the same thing they kept looking back looking back and before they got into range they had busted out of there, and then that same forky buck was hot on their trail. So he was um, definitely looking for a girlfriend. So that was kind of my Saturday because I didn't plan on hunting all day. I had things going on, and I knew that the deer naturally, you know, don't come out in this area I was hunting um, basically after 8 o'clock. So at 8 o'clock, I packed it up, went home, enjoyed the rest of my day, did not hunt Saturday night. And originally I told my wife, well, I'm not going to hunt Sunday because I'm going to go out and shoot one Saturday morning. I was pretty confident I was going to shoot a doe because like I said, they you could set your watch to them. Mm-hmm. They were coming out. I knew they were going to come out. 
It's just a matter of waiting for him to come out to the, you know, in front of where I have my camera and my blind was set, you know, maybe 15 yards back behind where my camera is. So I was a sure thing, as sure as I thought it was going to be. Well, the rut, for better or for worse, I guess, kind of screwed that up. So I decided to go out Sunday morning. Um, we, you know, like I said, had planned Saturday evening. So we were out again, couldn't hunt. Um, so Sunday morning I decided to go out and same thing. I was just going to hunt until eight o'clock and then pack up and head home and go to church. So it gets to be eight o'clock and this morning was slow, not a single deer. Um, I had saw what I thought was originally a deer way back kind of in the woods in the timber. Turns out it was not it was a large bird of some sort that i think it was an owl but i'm not 100 percent sure but i thought it was like a white tail flopping up and then taking off busting out and i was like oh they must have winded me in there they were working Mm -hmm. their way in and winded me but then i saw the same thing kind of come up out of the timber and it went up into a tree it just kept going up and up and up so i think it was either a i don't know an owl a hawk something but there was like a white tail on it or whatever you know and Mm -hmm. then that was all i saw i didn't really honestly even hear squirrels sunday morning it was super slow so i'm figuring you know maybe they're in lockdown because there's not much going on um so it gets to be the end of the time you know it's about time for me to pack up and i decided well i guess i'm just gonna start making some calls just screw around basically i was honestly calling in a way that I guess you would call it practicing calling. It was mm-hmm. not, you know, the, against everything you ever hear about calling where it's like, Oh, don't blind call. Don't do this. Don't I was doing everything, you know, trying the estrus bleed, the grunts, the rattling. And I was just pretty much doing them back to back just to practice doing them. And like, well, that didn't really sound good. I'm going to try, you know, blowing a little harder on the grunt or trying to break it up into different cadence. And I was just, pretty much screwing around and uh, my neighbor at my new property um, like I said he maintains a lot of the properties since we don't my wife you know my family doesn't live there yet our plan is to move out there but hasn't happened yet so he you know he does a lot of the mowing and just maintaining the property Um, he had texted me and said his family's still in bed but if I wanted to stop by we could hang out and chit chat in the garage and have a cup of coffee. And I was literally typing out a text message to him saying like, it's almost time for church, man. You got to wake them up. And next thing I know, there was antlers coming through the timber. I want to pause here for a quick second to talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub is an Ohio deer feed company and they try to source everything from Ohio. So the ingredients, even the packaging, everything from Ohio. So by buying from them, you're supporting the Ohio economy, which is great, and you get a great product out of it. So they've got their their sort of premium product, which is their Monster Whitetail Grub feed. It's a high-protein feed. It's got mineral mixed in, so the deer continue to come back even after the physical feed is gone, right? That, that mineral has worked into the soil, and the deer continue to come back. It's a great product. We've had great success with it, like better success than just straight corn or any of the other feeds that we've tried. 
right? Monster whitetail grub, for whatever reason, just seems to work better for us. So as we're getting ready for gun season, might be something you want to check out. And then really good time, you know, where, where feed can be really successful is as you get into the late season, right? Their deer are back on that feed to bed, feed to bed pattern, and they need those calories as the, as the temperatures get cold. So it's a good time for using bait and or feed to get either get your deer through those hard winter months or to get them coming in to where you can fill your tag, fill your freezer, and have a lot of success that way. So if that's something you're interested in and you want to check it out, there'll be a link in the show notes on on how to get in touch with them and order some of their stuff. And with that, let's get back to the episode. So this deer worked its way. It was through some brush, like back off where my ground blind is. It's like an old... I don't call it a vineyard, but it's an open field that has the previous landowner had tried to grow some grapes there. So he's got some wire strung up with some bushes growing up it that grow grapes on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hunting on the one end of that. So it's like, I don't want to say it's a field, but it's clear for like 20 from where my blind is from like 20 to 30 yards. And then it's woods where it's brushy and whatever. So he was back in behind brush. I couldn't shoot him as he was working from left to right. Um, and it was, I was trying to decide like, am I going to try and stop him? You know, if he never comes out, this is the big deer. This is the biggest deer I've ever seen with an opportunity to shoot in person. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I'm playing the game in my mind. Like this is a big deer. If he doesn't come out to where I have a clear shot, do I think there's enough room to try to stop him and, squeeze one through brush or, you know, what are my options here? And I'm thinking, thinking, um, so he ends up coming out into the field right where I wanted him to basically. Um, but in the meantime, as I was making that decision, I was in terms of like what I was doing with my bow, I was on autopilot. So he comes out into the open and it's all coming together, you know? So I, I stopped him, you know, with, I just, you know, hit him with a man. He stopped. Perfect. Just like he's supposed to broadside looking right at me, you know, like perfect. And I go to pull the trigger and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Forgot to take the safety off. Well, what had happened was, is I had taken the safety off when he was back in the brush. And then once he came out, I thought, got to take the safety off. I'd put the safety back on. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. Just in a, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I just, yeah, I'd taken it off Mm -hmm. autopilot mode. I'd taken it off like I should. But then when he kind of started working his way and I knew he was going to come out, it was, all right, I got to take the safety off. So I, it's a slide safety. It's a, it goes forward and backwards basically. Right. Um, so I, I slid it the other way because it was only going to uh-huh. slide one way. It's either on or off. Mm-hmm. So then the safety was back on. So then he started walking again because he was done standing there looking at me. He started working his walking further. And so then I went to take the safety off again. 
And at this point, I'm in full buck fever mode. Uh-huh. So I actually tried to, when I went to move the safety, the dry fire mechanism. Uh-huh. The way that it works on my bow is it's almost like a, I don't know, like a T, I guess. And it, there's a little bar that runs across it. Um, and it doesn't stick out, but like if you're not looking, you can feel it. And I was pushing on that thinking it was my safety. So I'm, you know, fully freaking out, shaking, whatever, you know, buck fever for the most part. And so I look down and I'm like, okay, safety's on, turn the safety off. Now we're good. I get, get him back in the scope and he's walking at this point slowly. I mean, he's not running. He's not alert. He never saw me. Um, you know, I never saw movement. He was just back on his way walking, probably going to try and find what was making all that noise. So he's walking, walking, and I tried to stop him again. And he basically ignored it. He looked towards me, but he just kept walking. So I tried it one more time, and he just kept walking. And then he didn't even look. You know, he looked at me for like just a half second. And as he's walking, the second time I did it, and he didn't Mm -hmm. stop. So I tried hitting him again once he looked forward, and he just kept walking forward, never even turned his head. So at this point, he's walking, like I said, from left to right, and he's almost to the point where he's going to be out of my window. I'm in a blind. Uh huh. So I had to make the decision to basically shoot him while he was walking. Um, so I pulled the trigger, and he piled up right there, dropped, flipped right over, rolled over piled up and i'm thinking oh my gosh oh my gosh first i'm thinking heck yes i dropped him this is perfect but then once i kind of had a chance to think about it i thought deer don't do that when you shoot him with a bow Uh you know what i mean that's if i was shooting him with a 45 70 that's a different story (laughs) you can pile them up but with a bow they don't just drop in their tracks like that um Unless, turns out, what I had done is I hit him in the spine. I spined him. So I had to then follow up. That shot, he's immobile. He can't get away. His entire back end is not functional. So his front end, he was trying to drag himself or get up on you know his front and trying to move, but he couldn't. I mean, the whole time whatever it was, a couple minutes from the time I originally shot him to when I finally put a kill shot on him. Um, he maybe moved three, four yards. I mean, he wasn't getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just flopping around. And typically what we've done in the past when you have a deer that's wounded like that is you can you know go up and stab it or whatever dispatch of it well this is a large buck with a large set of antlers on its head i wasn't going near it Uh uh-huh you're afraid (laughs) of it huh Uh, basically yeah i wasn't looking to get gored Uh uh-huh so i decided i was gonna shoot it again from the blind because i at that point i didn't know if it had the ability to get up or what so i tried to shoot it again from the blind and i thought i had put a good shot on it 
Um, but it still wasn't dying. You know, I let it sit there then for a, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up getting out of the blind and realizing that the only shot that had hit it, so I thought at that point, was the one, I mean, you could see it was bleeding, there was a puddle of blood, you know, but it was all coming from the shot, the arrow I had put in its back. Mm-hmm. And did that that arrow go through, or was it stuck um, in the spine? It got stuck. It broke it off. It was hanging out the side of it while it was flopping mm-hmm. around, ended up breaking it. Right. Um, and then it was sticking out. The broad head, basically, was all that was sticking out the other side. Mm-hmm. So the entire arrow didn't pass through. The broad head had stuck, kind of. It went through, I mean... Luckily, I saw it <laughs> on the far side. The way the deer had finally laid when it expired, the, that side was up, so I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it broke it, that arrow in half. Um, so then I got out of the blind, and it was still flopping around, and I could tell it was very worked up. You know, it was, but the shot wasn't going to kill it, so I had to do something else. So I loaded my third arrow into the bow and at this point i was more comfortable that it wasn't going anywhere so i took my time got a good angle on it you know and put a good kill shot on it um you know the third shot the final kill shot i after gutting it whatever i mean i the lungs were shredded and it actually hit the heart too so mm-hmm. uh, so that was all good it you know, from that time I hit it with the third arrow, it was dead in under five minutes. I mean, it was pretty, like I said, I hit both lungs and the heart, so it didn't take long. Um, turns out the second shot, what had happened with that is when it was laying there, its um, back legs were completely immobile, paralyzed, useless. Its front legs, it had at that point, were tucked underneath of it. Um, so kind of like going backwards and when I had shot that arrow must have hit low, um, whether I used the wrong pin, misjudged distance, just did a bad shot. I don't know. It could be any of the above. Um, but I shot it directly through the foot. The second arrow went straight through its hoof. Yeah. And the whole, it didn't get stuck in the hoof. It went through straight through the hoof. Yep. Yeah. That arrow then, ended up breaking did, too. Uh, did it hit body then, or just just the hoof? I didn't see any damage to the body from that shot, so huh. it must have been just low enough and went through the hoof into the ground, and then that deer flailing around mm-hmm. broke it. So that broke that arrow too. So I broke two arrows. Um, and then my third shot, the kill shot, was a complete pass through, but it actually tore a fletching off my arrow. So I essentially, I can, I mean, I can probably glue that fletching back on and that arrow's not ruined, but mm-hmm. uh, wasn't the cheapest buck to kill, but it was worth it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so yeah, that was pretty much the story. Um, yeah. And, and you and dad weighed that deer, right? You took it, yeah. you took it to a shop and we put it on it to a shop and put it on a scale. Yeah. Um, this was after gutted. So I had gutted it already. So all the insides were out. Um, 
it still had skin on it and it was 157 pounds which um just by doing a quick google search they say that if you want to estimate the on the hoof or the live weight of a deer they say that um you take that number and multiply it i think it was 1.26 is what i think it was i don't know the qdma or one of those Uh uh-huh um to get your weight so I did that, and it came out to like 197.8 pounds or something. Yeah, I was going to say, a deer probably has about 50 pounds of yeah. guts. Yeah, so it came out to yeah 197.8, so round up just under 200 pounds live weight. Um, definitely the biggest deer I've ever shot. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Points, antlers, I don't know. I never took tape to it. I don't like score you know how many yeah. points it was well yeah 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 no yeah. i mean like in terms of scoring it yeah i have right have inches of antler you have no idea right I, it's not booting crockett i mean you guys uh-huh. can look and see the pictures um but it is the biggest deer that i've ever killed <laughs> um mm-hmm. so i'm excited about that but yeah. i um so yeah i uh plan on getting it mounted and um if you listen to the podcast we had a taxidermist on so i honestly used that information from him um because i'd never i've never had something any taxidermy done i've never had anything mounted personally so i um used the wisdom that he shared with us and did the hopefully i did good enough in getting the cape and head off and all that so that they can make a piece yeah. that I'll be able to uh, hang up and use to remember it by. So it's just yeah. kind of cool. It's got some sentimental value. Cause like I said, it was at my new property that I just purchased where we plan on, you know, building a house and raising our kids. So it's just kind of cool to christen the property, so to speak, or, you know, the first buck off the property. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a good, good weekend for deer hunting. You know, what, what was that? The November 8th? No, November 9th and 10th? Yeah. 9th and 10th, yeah. I shot yeah, my yeah. on the 10th. Yeah, that was a good, it was a good weekend because I, I went out Saturday and I was hunting on a property that typically I don't see a ton of deer on. You know, the deer population in the area is not astronomical. You know, if I go out and see one or two deer, that's a good day. You know, it's not uncommon for me to go out and see nothing. And I saw two bucks and 12 doe. Um, Had an opportunity at a few does uh, and had an opportunity at a, you know, relatively not a tiny buck, but not a buck big enough I was willing to take at this point in the season. And, uh, it, this was the first time I had ever been hunting during the rut where I could say the bucks were rut dumb. Like I had does get downwind of me and, you know, snort and stomp because they could catch my wind. I had a buck walk the exact same trail and he could care less about my scent. And he, he ended up walking 20 yards from me and getting a drink of water from the stream like 
you know, he walked 20 yards from me and hung out. They, the Bucks just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, so. I would agree because, I mean, the buck I shot was technically, it wasn't a super windy day, and, you know, it's not like he worked his way in slowly, but he was downwind um, of where I was. Like, I was in a ground blind, and I had um, used, I mean, I had cover sent out. I had used the Mastin smell like a deer, and um, also the Mastin's doe estrus. I had put some of that out. Um yeah. But he was downwind. I mean, yeah. He, but like I said, he, I quote unquote called him in, not intentionally. Like I said, uh-huh. I mean, I was, right. I guess when you're hunting and calling, you're intentional. But I wasn't by right. any you're, means expecting. You're practicing, him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was literally yeah. just kind of screwing around on the calls, and yeah, it was I just had, too much for him to handle. He had to come see what was going on. Yeah. I had a pretty interesting experience with uh, a, a deer, a buck, a small uh, spike buck uh, on Sunday. I had a small spike buck. He was walking. The wind was blowing directly to my right. And this deer was coming from behind me, you know, on my right. Well, he got directly right of me at like 20 yards and he caught my scent. And he, uh, you know, kind of freaked out and kind of ran off back behind me, snorting. But then he worked his way all the way around me and, like, made a circle around me to go to where I had put my doe estrus, my Mastin's uh, doe estrus, and walked straight up to the tree, sniffed it, realized he couldn't find any doe, and then he basically trotted off angry he was grunting you know he didn't make any noise like that until he got to that tree realized there was no doe around and then he was mad yeah i uh on saturday when i saw all that rut behavior you know that small forky buck i shouldn't even say he's small i mean he was actually a good-sized buck he just I mean, they all look big when they're rutted up and beefed up, but his antlers weren't thin, like forky. They were like a thick. It was a weird, he's kind of a weird buck. It's almost like he's a spike that just has like a kicker coming off each one. They're not mm-hmm. like a true fork, but it's thick. You know what I mean? It's thick the whole way up. They're not mm-hmm. thin little. Um, so he might not be a year. He might be a two and a half year old. I don't know. Um, with just bad antler genetics or bad antlers, but, mm-hmm. um, he was pushing those deer around and I'd never heard, never been that close to a rutting like rut behavior, but it was cool. I mean, he was right, right next to my blind and I could hear, you know, his grunting and it was almost like he was clicking, which I looked up, they call it a rage breeding rage grunt is what they call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it was like a click. He was like, it was, I'd never heard it before in the woods from a real deer. So it was kind of cool just to experience and see, you know, I'd never even picked my bow up during all that because like I said, the does were running around like crazy and he wasn't a buck I was going to take. So I mm-hmm. just got to watch it all. And it was kind of cool to watch it all happen and how the does reacted and, the different noises the buck was making and 
it was definitely a learning experience for sure. Right. Right. But yeah, it's cool hunting from a ground blind because you're, you know, in that kind of thing, because you can get a lot closer to deer a lot of times than from a tree stand. You know, a tree stand, you even when the deer is right below you, it's still, you know, right. you're still 15 feet away. At least, where, yeah. Yeah, where in a ground blind, you know, if the deer's five yards away from the blind, you're, you know. Or, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, when that deer came by, it was, I mean, it came within 10 feet of the blind. Mm-hmm. And it stopped, I mean, like right there. Like all I could see was deer. It had no idea I was there, and it was just standing there doing its clicky grunting. And I was like, holy crap, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so wow. uh, it's a good thing you didn't shoot that buck, though, because you're the only one left with a buck tag for gun season. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dad's so. got his, Jason's got his, I got mine. So Yeah. When we drum up a big, giant buck during gun season, you'll be our sharpshooter. Yeah. It'll be all mine, so. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, it'll be. Yeah. It'll be good though. It cool. was funny. The neighbor, he, uh, like I said, he's a buck hunter. Not that he's a big buck hunter, but he just shoots his one buck every year. He said to me, you know, he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do for gun season now? You already used your buck tag." <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed. I just laughed at him. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, if you come down this year, you'll see what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because it is does. That's what yeah, I'm gonna do. Right, right. I'm gonna shoot me does because that's what's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, so it was cool. It was like I said, biggest yeah, deer I've ever yeah. shot. It's uh, I'm gonna get it mounted. So hopefully, I guess I'll keep you posted if I screwed up on my um caping job but i think i did okay so yeah. i'm gonna take that in right now it's in in my freezer so my wife's not too happy about that because mm-hmm. she doesn't like opening the freezer and seeing a buck looking at her but she's tolerating it for now yeah yeah well cool story fun stuff yeah yeah it was all good it's a good weekend like i said it was it all happens fast man you gotta yeah you never know, because like I said, I was done. I was done hunting. I was more on to playing. I was screwing around, moving. I mean, I had my cell phone out. I was not at all in hunting mode. Mm-hmm. But especially during the rut, it can all happen fast. Yep. All right. I think we'll uh, leave things there. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's going to do it for this week. want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing continue to share and subscribe and we're just really excited about uh, what the future has in store for Ohio Huntsman now that we're going to be part of the Sportsman's Nation and like I said if you run into any kind of an interruption where you're not getting our episodes once a week here in the next coming weeks reach out to us we can get you reconnected or subscribe to the correct channel I don't think any of that's going to happen but I don't want to lose any of you guys either in this transition. So if something weird happens, let us know and we'll get it sorted out. Like I said, jump in on the Black Friday Cyber Monday sale on on any of our merch. 
and keep listening keep subscribing keep sharing and keep sending us ideas for content we like getting that stuff from you guys and it helps us know what you guys want to hear about so with that thanks for listening Mm -hmm.